0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, what a joy it is to preach the good news to you. May God bless your ears and heart that you have the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ and that the Lord changes your view of the world, that you see things as he does with the love of his son, Jesus. If you want to support his mission here at St. James through Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org and donate. Thank you for listening. What do you think guys? put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt with true deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness in the name of Jesus amen down in uh, Nashville this past week, checking out some stuff Sam played live at a at a uh, hockey talk bar, which was awesome, and looked at some colleges, uh, and of course visited Andrew Jackson's Hermitage. Uh, fantastic visit if you're down there. And uh, what really struck me is that uh, was I've, I've seen this before. As so I shouldn't say odd, but uh, as you're touring it, you know, after uh, Andrew Jackson dies, the family lives on there. He had all sorts of slaves. Course, like uh, everyone uh, did in the in the South, and uh, at some point the slaves were freed. into the Civil War, and one of them, a famous, a popular one that everybody kind of knew, didn't leave, didn't go to go away, didn't uh, enjoy his his freedom, I guess, and go off somewhere and make it big or reunite with his family, etc. But he stayed there, lived there, bought a house actually there on the property and didn't even sort of barge his way into the house and stayed and made a little shack and lived there his whole life. And I guess it struck me as odd because uh, there's reasons why, of course, economic, etc. But to have that sort of gift of of freedom, that new thing that you can be and do, etc., and yet remain and not embrace it and not use it to sort of stay, even though you don't have to, in a slavery. But that's the story of the Bible, actually. God giving and taking, freeing people, literally freeing slaves in Israel. And yet, oddly enough, surprisingly, they wanted to go back to that life and not enjoy not only the freedom, but the promised land that God was giving them. That's, that's the whole Old Testament, and it's crazy as you watch that. But I think we all can be like that, given a new life in Christ. Paul says, a new self. And yet, something in us wants to go back to the old self and the old paradigm we used to live in, quite frankly, is a slavery, a slavery of passion, You're enslaved to your passions, enslaved to your worries, enslaved to your sin. Paul says this in chapter 5, in chapter 4 of Ephesians, and, and get ready. He says this many times, and that's some weird little thing he says. Chapter 1 of Romans, he talks the same way. I love how he describes Things here. Listen up. Unless you want me to just affirm yourself. Do you want me to just do a sermon of self affirmation today? Or do you want to hear God's word? Let's listen. I want a sermon of self affirmation, by the way. That's why I do children's messages. So, anyhow, this I say, Paul says, and testify in the Lord. Meaning, when you're reading Paul's letters, sometimes he says, my opinion. Watch those. Sometimes he says this, like women wearing hats, by the way. It's his opinion. It's a good practice. We're not going to enact that here at St. James. But sometimes he says, in the Lord, like, listen up. So he says this, and read along with me if you want here. We have a few Bibles. This I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. You've been freed. You've been given new life. Now, what does he mean by Gentiles? Usually we hear that word, if you know that word at all, means everybody except for Jewish people. So uh, in Christ's day, before Christ's day, all of the people, and literally the word in Greek is ethne, ethnicities. So it's like your grandma, like all oh, the ethnicities. That's how the Hebrew people would be. All the other people, I don't care where you're from, Asia, you're from Rome, you're from Germany, whatever, you're ethne. You're not the chosen people. That's what that word literally means. Jesus, when he, does, when he sends the people away, or sends his disciples, commissions them, go and make disciples of all ethnic, is what he means. And so for the Jewish people, when they heard this, his disciples, right, they didn't hear, oh, go love everybody. They said, hey, go make disciples of those people. They don't even know the law. They don't know God's word. They are so far from Christianity. Go to them, he says. And that's what Paul says here. No longer walk as the Gentiles. Those outside of Christ is what he means now. Not say Jesus doesn't love them. We want to give them that gift, that new identity they have in Jesus. But don't go backwards. That's what you were. And I want you to listen to how he describes what it's like no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. He didn't say sinners. He could. Different way of talking about it. Futility of their minds. Outside of Christ, your brain is scrambled, coming to a dead end. Pointless. This is really important. And I think it's extremely empirical not just a faith talk. The evidence is overwhelming. People have futile minds. They're brain dead. They do insane things. And I wonder if you know what it feels like, especially if you've been a teenager, or have teenagers, or maybe just recently, what this phrase means, the futility of your mind. Let's listen to it further. They are darkened in their understandings. He's still going mental here. Understanding. Mind. Outside of Christ, it's not just a matter of you don't have faith, etc. You're brain dead. You do dumb things. You desire dumb things. And my goodness, if you don't believe this, you're nuts. We'll go a little further here. They're darkening their understanding. They don't quite get it. Outside of Christ, people don't quite get it. People have reason. They can use logic, two plus two. But fully? No, 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 no. Not bright. And we're like, well, we have an iPhone. What are you talking about? This past year. Anybody? Left, right, conservative, liberal, not smart. Americans, the pinnacle of Western civilization, go to Lollapalooza, a lot of dumbness, look at your own life and your own actions, you're really a genius, you're really that smart, the way we act, the way we talk, they're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart, okay. Okay. Let's keep on going to the heart of the matter here. And by the way, I apologize if you don't like this. This is repeated over and over and over by Paul. And if you don't get it, the world looks crazy to you. I think I love Christianity because only Christianity not only tells us who God is, but far more, I shouldn't say more, enlightening, but incredibly helpful, it tells us who human beings are. So that... Knowing these things, Christians, when it, this, this, the culture is crazy right now. Everyone agrees. All across the board. This world's crazy. For Christians, this is pretty much what I expect. The Bible literally tells us psychologically why people you meet are nuts. And why you do crazy things. So he goes on here. The hardness of their heart, darkened of understanding, ignorance, Sorry. Then he says this they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Now he's not living in 21st century enlightened America. This is first century Palestine the greco-roman world what was the pinnacle of western civilization then or the civilizations across the world he wasn't unfamiliar with the challenges you have or the new idea of sexuality etc this is old news this was the culture that he was in we've discovered nothing new about humankind biologically or psychologically nothing's changed in the big scheme of things, except for we have iPhones now, and a billionaire is going up kind of in space, and yet still, what? Could end up breaking the heart of his wife. You know, all that we know and can do, and yet we can ruin relationships, grab a little too much, hurt other people, live depressed lives. They have become callous, brain dead, and look at this, and have given themselves up to sensuality. Feelings is another word, another translation. The Gentiles outside of Christ. Again, he's talking about the people of his day. Quite frankly, too, remember this he's not preaching to those people. I want you to take this in for yourself. Jesus loves those people, they need grace, they need hope, they need love. Paul's talking to you you know what it's like to live by sensuality in other words, your own passions following every little thing you want to do, later on he says corrupt through deceitful desires people living from feelings making decisions from feelings finding their identity from feelings with no external empirical demonstration at all they simply feel that way we are living in that on steroids right now, but it's always been around because we're always tempted to it because that is actually how we're born, ignorance and following our feelings. It's insane. And look at our society today. It's obsessed for such a a so called brilliant society, we look like animals obsessed with genitalia. And we are. And we're promoting it. And then we're shocked when someone's sexually assaulted, when we have encouraged it regularly, systematically, educationally into our culture. To follow your passion, there's never anything wrong with your desire. How dumb. And Paul would say, this is dumb. This is a dumb way to live. Outside of Christ, you actually don't use your brain. See, that's a joke. People kind of oftentimes kind of think like, well, Christianity is sort of like you got to turn your brain off. You just got to believe. I don't want to be a Christian, you know, because they have a boring, sad life. And, uh, you know, uh, I, when I'm ready to sort of let go of the party time, then I'll become a Christian. People literally say this. It's the opposite, Actually. Outside of Christ, you live like animals and it's disgusting, and you hurt one another and you hurt yourself. And it's insane because Paul's literally describing our society, we're taught by birth it seems like in America, and I don't know where this came from, but be yourself, find yourself, trust your instincts. That's wrong advice, that's ignorance, it's not logical even. Jeffrey Dahmer, trust your instincts, Jeffrey, be yourself, kills tons of people. I know it's an extreme, but that's how we prove our argument. It's insane. Don't be yourself, don't trust your instincts. That's what I'm saying. That's what Paul's saying. Now, I get in the small paradigm that makes sense. You practice, you're really good at baseball. Cole should trust his instinct. He's practiced, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do, and it becomes natural. That makes sense or your career, etc. That's true in that way. But overall, as a human being in every way, no, 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 no. Be George Costanza, who in an episode of whatever in Seinfeld realized, you remember this episode? He's sitting in the diner and he says, you know, if everything that I desire to do ends up wrong, that means the opposite of what I would want to do must be right. And then he goes. What did he say? he orders tuna fish. I don't know. Anyhow, and then there's a beautiful woman, and he actually goes up and says, "I'm a bald man living with my mom at home, and she is interested." It's just it's hilarious, but I think genius. Like all Seinfeld, by the way. Don't trust your instinct. What Paul's saying, and don't be yourself, your old self. And I think that's true. Have you ever been in a situation where you've repeatedly done something and you got friends that are like, Joel, that's stupid, a relationship you've been in perhaps, you know, and people are like, man, you know, people try to get me not to marry Julie, she's not good for you, she's not, no, I'm joking, that's not true, they're probably telling Julie that, he's not good for you, <laughs> stop it. I bet you've been there, or you've been that friend saying, what are you doing, when very visibly what they are pursuing a passion that's bad for not just other people, but themselves. And yet that is the premise of our culture today. And then we're surprised when it's whack. Paul is talking about that. Dumb. Sin makes you dumb. Outside of Christ, you're not living correctly, logically, not just spiritually, whatever that means. So he goes on here. He's talking to you, by the way. Don't go back. Why would you go back there? You've been freed from that. You've been forgiven of that. You've been given a promise. And you've been given a new identity for free. Embrace it. But we're tempted, aren't we? Because we are surrounded by it. Constant verbiage. Just almost a fascist propaganda. That elevates individual you as God over against everything else. And our world is a mess. And it's because of that philosophy. Paul goes on. That's not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him. Have you heard about him? Guess what? He's talking to people in Ephesus who have this problem. I want you to notice. Paul's not telling them, stop doing bad things or you're going to lose your salvation. He's saying, why are you going back to the futile way of living? It's not good. It's broken and it hurts others. Don't go back, he says. He says, put off your old, or, sorry, assuming you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Another important thing. The truth is not in you. You don't have truth. I don't trust you, ultimately. Somewhat, I do. We need to trust one another. But <laughs> We live in a world now where I think we, we don't trust anybody anymore. And that's too bad. At the same time, man, people are hard to trust for ultimate truth. Where's truth? In Jesus. You're not born with it. You're born broken. Jesus has truth. He goes on to say the truth of Jesus, to put off, and he says this, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and it's corrupt through deceitful desires. And listen to this. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds, not some kind of magic pill for your spiritual life. No, no, your brain is busted. And we are... Saved, and he continues to fix that brain, and we need a constant fixing and surgery by God through his word to fix that and renew that brain so we stop going backwards into living like animals, which is, why, which is what our world lives like. It's a place of animals. We now tell people they are animals, and we tell people to act like animals. That's what our Western civilization does renewed in the spirit of your minds, and he says this, put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Friends, Paul is not saying, you need to be better people or you're going to lose your salvation. Or you need to say no to all this fun stuff and sacrifice, and then you're going to have fun in the new heaven, new earth. He's saying a couple things. One thing is, this is living in Christ. You weren't living outside of Christ. You're acting like idiots and animals and following your passions all over the place. And look where it got you. This is living, put on the new self. But second, he's saying, You are not that anymore. It's not something you earned. You have been given a new identity in Jesus Christ in baptism made new because Christ has taken on that crazy identity of yours on the cross you are a child of God not because you feel it but because he says so you are a new person, it's who you are do you get this? you don't earn it Paul's not saying straighten up be better, he's saying you are a different person you are saved you've been given everything, you've been given a new way of looking at things you see a God who doesn't hate you but loves you You see a God who's on the cross who forgives you. You see a Jesus rising from the dead, and you will too. You're a new person. Embrace it. Don't go backwards. Because it's a dead end, and it's ugly, and it's no way to live. This is so, so important when you talk about the Christian life. The Christian life is not about surviving, and then we will live in the resurrection The Christian life is about actually living, if not thriving. Outside of Christ is survival of the fittest and being an animal. In Christ is actually truly being a human being. Actually realizing our meaning and purpose in life. Actually realizing we are loved by God, forgiven, will rise again. And that causes us to thrive today. Friends... I really, this is so huge. This is insanely important and there's no difference today than it was in Paul's day. Put off that old self and put on that new self so that you can enjoy life unlike this crazy world all around us. In Jesus' name, amen.